We've got soulmates, plane crashes, wheelchairs, and we're breaking the rules yet again. We're going to go ahead and talk about what all of that means as we cover the 2019 film Nino Kune based on the Level 5 video game this week on Shonen and Suds. How are you, bud? <laughs> oh, man, Chris, I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Um, You know, I was kind of excited for this one, but... uh. You know, it's just, it's just meh. Let's just say that. Um, but I am glad to be back with another episode of Shonen and Suds, of course. Yeah, always, baby. Always, always, always. And yeah, um, I, man, I didn't hate this movie. But it, it wasn't great. It wasn't awful. It wasn't great. It was very medium. And it was very safe. Very paint-by-numbers. And it really, really could have benefited for being like maybe like a two-part movie, four-episode, five-episode OVA. Because I think the movie moves too fast for its own good. And they kind of like expect you to have some knowledge of the video game. Which, I mean, you're you're watching a movie based on a video game. I would expect like that's that's your fan base. That's your target. You know what I mean? Yeah, like... And I felt like I could understand most of it without, you know, I've only played a little bit of the first game. Um, uh-huh. But this just, like, the animation was cool and all, but, like, the story was a little lackluster, in my opinion. Very, very uh, simple. Like you said, very uh-huh. safe. Um, then the ending just, I hated, I hated the ending. But, you know, we're going to get into yeah, all it, that and more. It, of broke, it broke all the rules, which we know you love so much. It broke its own rules, man. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, was this even... Did Studio Ghibli have anything to even do with this? Uh, I believe the animation was done by Studio Ghibli. Um, okay, because I, I, I know Studio Ghibli had stuff to do with the games. Uh-huh. I was, I, was, I was looking through like the wiki page on this, and I'm unsure if Studio Ghibli actually had anything to do with this. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Maybe someone just uh, they copied the homework, you know what I mean? Because it's clearly done in that art style. Yeah, and it's it's less than like it's less than the games. Like the games art is much better. Than so that. it looks like it was just an individual. Okay. Uh, Yoshiyuki uh, Mimose. That's the director I have. Yeah, I it looks it looks like he. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Well, let's see here. Because it does. It, yeah, it looks like it was. Maybe, maybe some people there, or they just copied the homework, you know what I mean? Well, because, like, it also didn't say, like, Studio Ghibli at the beginning, which, like, is a, you know, mm-hmm. even on, like, the films that don't have, you know, Hayao Miyazaki or anything like that, like, mm-hmm. a Ghibli film will say it, like, clear as day. Yep. And I noticed that, like, it did, like, the old school, I don't even know what that, you know, Chris, what I'm talking about, I guess it's Warner Brothers is what it is, where they show, like, yeah. the old YOLO houses, and then it turns into the Warner Bros. logo. Oh, like the waves and fucking, yeah. I'm like, did I click on Twister? Like, what is this? <laughs> um, I mean, I probably would have enjoyed watching Twister just a little bit more. Oh, 100%. But, but again, <laughs> it's not bad. And you know what else isn't bad, Cody? Being back for another episode of Shonen and Suds, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And we are here, not not real life poolside but you know i'm feeling poolside today and i know you are too with your drink that you've got in your hand but um you know while we don't have much to talk about in the term in term of what we watched this week you know the movie we have a lot of news like a lot of you know there's always a lot of anime news but we found like the ones that really speak to us um you know we got some trailers that we watched that we're really hype about um some great news especially you know since i've been reading the berserk manga you know so that's probably some that's that's probably the biggest news of the uh you know of the week um we've got some um junji ito news and all and some my hero academia news uh, cody my balls are full <laughs> uh, there's so much so much news that we need to go over but um you know but also, too, also too, before we get too far ahead, uh, spoilers are hot and heavy. Um, so if you've not spent the hour and 48 minutes watching Nino Kune, um, I'll say this. Go ahead and watch it. I think it's worth a watch. So, yeah, definitely, again, don't definitely, hate it. Definitely worth, watching. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. 
Um, we are going to show. But I don't know how we want to. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how we want to attack this thing, Cody. We got again. I'm I'm excited to talk about pretty much everything. So, you know, I think where we need to go, Cody, since we have so much to talk about, I can't do this with a dry mouth. So we're just going to go right into it, Cody. I need to know what are you drinking? It's a good crack. That was a tough one to crack, honestly. Oh All right. man! All right, Chris. So I sent you the snap before. Um, you did. I had to you roll did. up to Royals Liquor up the street, and uh, oh, I got the pool. <laughs> I have the. Let me read. Let me get the full name here. Inspired by Dua Lipa, uh, the truly poolside hard seltzer limited release pack. Uh, we got four oh, man. four poolside flavors, Chris. We have. Oh, I gotta lean over for this. The strawberry melon fizz. The orange peach fizz, the kiwi mojito style, and the pina colada style. They're inspired by Dua Lipa. Inspired by Dua Lipa. Yes, I just read that on the side of the box. So that's fucking awesome. But today, my I my ha- wife likes Dua Lipa, and I'll bet. Um, let's see if she can. Let's see if she can stop on the way home and uh, you know get me a. Uh, she can find me a pack of these bad boys. That's right, and so today I'm starting with the pina colada style, uh, and then of Ooh, course, Chris. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> and then on the side of it, we have like these little quotes. So this one says, "Dive into flavor." Beautiful. Oh, fucking! Oh, oh. I'm in. Got my floaties on, my swim trunks. I am all about diving into flavor. But how is it? How's that first sip? Ah. Uh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, it's not as good as the energy drink I have here, <laughs> um, but th- oh, no. it is. Uh, let me hold on, let me get one more. You know, maybe it's just not cold enough. Um, sure, but it's fine. It's fine. You know, it tastes like okay. a pina colada. It kind of tastes like a a pina colada where like all like say you got like a slushy pina colada and it like all melted. That's, that's okay, what, that's okay. What, that's what it reminds that's me of. That's not terrible. Yeah, it's not Again, ter- that's the theme of the show. It's not terrible. Yeah, maybe maybe I need to put my swim trunks on and it would it would taste better. Um, you need to get actually poolside. Yeah, which I believe is what the other can says on it. I believe it says best enjoyed, best served poolside is what the mojito <laughs> one says. Hell yeah. So um, maybe that's where I'm messing up. Maybe I don't have my uh, my swim trunks. I don't have my flippy floppies on. Oh, um, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the truly poolside pack. Once again, inspired by Dua Lipa, so you know. Nice, <laughs> nice for all the all the Dua, Dua Lipa fans out there. That's right. Well, Cody, well, I'm you? not drinking something nearly as exciting. I'm uh, I'm enjoying a another local beer. It is a Center of the Universe is the name of the brewery. They're uh, they're up in Ashland, which is you know, like 25 minutes from where I live. You said, um, you said it Ashland? is there. Ashland, yep. Oh, Ashland, that Virginia. Is, that's where Adam Lane is from. That is the center of the universe, too. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> so, um, so I'm drinking their. It's literally just called Brewski. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Brewski. It's a. Uh, it is just a German style uh, lager, or more officially, a Dortmunder style lager. Which all that means. Back, you know, back in the early brewing days, you know, time for the beer lesson of the week. Um, because you know what I'm doing, it's a very simple, very clean, very malt forward lager. It's what well, you'd probably like it if you tried it. Um, it's um, so what a Dortmunder lager is, it's literally just a, a lager that was brewed by um, by as I want to say, it's a Dortmunder Union, um, in Dortmund, Germany. Um, and the style is very, um, reminiscent of like a Pilsner. So, I mean, it's very crisp, but very malt forward, a little bit on the drier side, but it's, um, it's solid. It's, uh, definitely super, super crushable. Um, only coming in at 5% alcohol, which is pretty standard for most loggers. So, uh, these are ones that, um, you know, you just crush the can on your forehead, go grab yourself another. Now, definitely. I mean, it's one you can do poolside, but um, usually you'll get a little, a little, you know, a little, um, oh, a little antsy in the pantsy if you do too many of these poolside. <laughs> nice, nice. Chris, I, I, I've just come it's across no Miller Genuine Draft, but whatever. Now this, Chris, uh, I, I've come across some bad news, and we'll get to that. Uh, I found one, oh, no. one bad thing out of all of these awesome things we have. To you mean make. that's worse than the One Piece live action? It's up there. Uh, oh it, my god. Well, 
Cody, well, since we're going to just dive right into the news, you know, start with the veggies. You got to give us the bad news first. All right, Chris. So, um, seven deadly sins. <laughs> no, I take it back. Stop. <laughs> starting, <laughs> starting with the broccoli. Uh, oh man, Grudge of Edinburgh Part One film slated for December release, and this is part. This is the first of two films that focus on Meliodas's son Tristan. Um. So there's that, uh, and then um, let's see. I thought we had one more. Oh, the other bad news was just the One Piece live action they released. They they showed off some of the actors. I I think they showed off six of the actors and actresses. Um, no one cares though. It'll just get canceled. Oh, um, North City, USA. But yeah, that's that is uh so far all the bad news I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Good, because it's all it's all uphill from here. I, I mean that in a good way, because um, you know, we've got a lot of really awesome news that we came across. Well, first of all, Cody, we'll start with the trailers that we talked about last week. The uh, the Demon Slayer, the uh, the Swordsman Village of uh, Swords, the Swordmaker Village arc, or the Swordsmith Swordsmith Jesus Swordsmith Village arc looks really really cool. I mean, it's just a teaser. You don't really get much uh, from it, but uh, the big takeaway here is uh, it's now going to be impossible for Tanjiro to lose his sword. He's right there. That is right, and hopefully they'll make him a good sword. You know, in the trailer, it shows them, like, working on a sword. Uh-huh. Hopefully it's something that's, like, unbreakable. Like, Yeah, <laughs> it needs to be on a scale of one to Kimmy Schmidt. It needs to be unbreakable. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, it is really just like a teaser trailer, kind of like a, a recap trailer as well. It shows, like, the first yep. couple arcs, the Mugen Train stuff. Like, it really... Yeah, a great production up, value. Yeah, it brings you up to speed. It's a neat little trailer. Um... I, you know, I'm just I'm stoked to see more. It's an older trailer, you know. It's this one's been out about a month. Um, but yeah, you know, now that we're caught up, we're fully caught up. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Was there any kind of? I don't think there was any like release date or anything. I think it was just a. No, I, as far as I know, it hasn't been released. But again, I I don't really check a whole lot of news like that. So it, it may there may be a release date. I don't know. Um, I'm just I know I'm excited for it. Um. I can't wait to see what you know what these Hashira get into next. From what I understand, uh, the main Hashira that's you know tagging along with Tanjiro this time is pretty pretty uh, pretty dope. From what I understand, so I'm mean, I'm really excited to check that out. But um, also Cody, you know the other trailer, other well, one of the other trailers we watched was for Spriggan, uh, the new Netflix series. Man, they are definitely expanding more into the manga and into the lore of this one because uh, this trailer looks fucking hype. Yeah, we get to see a whole lot of new characters. Yeah. Like, like a shit ton of new characters. And I know, I think... Yeah. Now, granted, we are getting a lot more runtime here. I think these are six 45-minute episodes, mm-hmm. I believe is what we we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, which I believe the movie was only like an hour and a half, so... Yeah. I mean, we're tripling the runtime here, Um, so... Triple the runtime, triple the characters, baby. I'm in. That's right. I'm super stoked for that. I'll definitely rewatch Spriggan um, before mm-hmm. before obviously we jump into that. Yes, samezies. I believe Spriggan comes out. I want to say this month. I'll go ahead and look that up. Um, yeah, it's very very close because uh, Cody, I threw us a curveball today too. While while we're talking about Netflix anime, um, I guess they just revealed um, you know the uh, the CD Projekt Red uh, game Cyberpunk uh, 2077, which really. Uh, Really had a, a very lackluster launch. I mean, I, that's where we don't talk about that here. Um, it's still an okay game, but no, it, they're okay. um, Chris. We can talk about it. It shit the bed. They shit the bed. Yeah, big time. Most anticipated time. game of that year by a, a country mile. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happens when you're when you're. That's your follow up to The Witcher Three. You know what I mean? It's a, you. You're already like on a very high pedestal, and the expectations are high, which mean you have to be perfect, right? And they were the polar opposite of perfect, which it sucks. You hate to see it, but what I am excited to see is they're doing an anime. Uh, when I say they, I mean uh, Studio Trigger is doing an anime called Cyberpunk edge runners which that trailer i believe i just saw it today which i believe it released just today it looks so fucking good like a big akira vibes you know what i mean yeah i definitely got some akira vibes got some gurren lagan vibes 
very mm -hmm. obviously it's very cyberpunk. Some Blade Runner vibes. So say what's it called? Cyberpunk Blade Runner. Uh, Edge Runner. Oh yeah. They, they really Blade <laughs> Edge. It's all the same goddamn thing. Yeah, just call no. it Blade Runner. We know what you're going for. It's okay, guys. But what I I love that it looks really bright and colorful. Whereas um, and it definitely has a more like neo noir kind of vibe. Where it's a, but it's one of the things you know, like I'm a huge cyberpunk guy, but it's always like dark. Um. You know, you still got the neon colors, but it's usually always shrouded in like the city's rain. It's raining or it's dark outside. This looks like super bright, vibrant daylight with all those neon colors. It just looks really, really cool. I'm really, really excited for it. That, that teaser, they, they really slap you in the face with that teaser. So I'm super, super stoked about it. Yeah, it definitely looks pretty cool. It'll definitely be on one of our future polls. Um, but of definitely. course, friggin' will get to skip the line. Um, yes. And Spriggan comes out, Chris. It's nine days away, June 18th. Holy shit. I know what I'm watching on my birthday weekend, uh, which is yeah. coming up. Yeah, that is exciting. I can't wait to dive into that. I'll probably pop Spriggan yeah. on uh, maybe this week. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, those were the three trailers we watched. Uh, everything mm -hmm. looks exciting. Um, really, no complaints. Yeah. Um, not at all. And then not only did we watch a couple trailers, Chris, uh, we, oh. got, we also got, well, I guess we'll start with the My Hero news. Uh, we got uh, some more, like, some character screenshots on these Season 5 OVAs that are coming out this summer. The, the baseball season? Yeah, they revealed uh, two characters that are... Um... They look like fucking goofs. Yeah. But I am excited because they're supposed to be coming out this summer, the yeah. OVAs. Yeah, it looks which like is really dope. They're getting premiered at like a convention and then like an anime expo. Uh -huh. I'm not sure when we'll actually be able to watch them like on Crunchyroll or Funimation or whichever uh -huh. site gets them first. Um, but you know, the moment we get to, we'll, we'll definitely cover those. Um, probably on their own like solo separate episode. And we've never really done many OVAs uh, for the podcast, so it'll be fun to kind of go over some of those. So all I all I do know is I love on the artwork. My man Fat Gum is holding this shit down. Oh, yeah. Um, and we got my man Shoji. My, how how do you pitch against that? He's literally holding three baseball bats. <laughs> You're not striking that guy out. Yeah, he's got three chances right there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> three chances per swing. Yep. Um, and it does look like too. I don't know if I'm looking again. I'm looking at the promotional art here. Um, one of the new characters is actually on that art. He's next to Fat Gum and um, uh, Killer Orca. Looks like he's fucking suited up to play ball. Um, we got Mount Lady, which you're not fucking knocking one out of home. You're not knocking one out of the park over her. That's for sure. She's in center field. You better crank that bitch to left or to right. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm actually really, I'm actually really, really hype about this. I, I like, I well, I love baseball. Um, and I love my hero. So I really hope this is just going to be a fun, lighthearted romp because you know, Cody. As far as like the story goes, it's all dark and not a good time for people moving forward. So I am okay if we kind of break the, uh, you know, how heavy things are getting ready to get in the story with, with fucking nine innings of America's pastime. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, it looks like we, I, I clicked on the wrong article. I was looking at an older article, but it looks like both episodes mm -hmm. will screen in Japan on June 16th to the 19th before mm -hmm. streaming online this summer. Crunchyroll will stream the episodes this summer, and it will screen the North American premiere at this year's Anime Expo on July 1st. So maybe July 1st we could possibly get that? Um, possibly. Because I want to say, I know there's a big anime convention happening in D.C. like around that time. Like, right, I, I might actually take a trip up there, because, I mean, it's an hour or so away from where I live, hour and a half away. I might make a day trip to go get some swag, maybe get some uh some pops or some statues. Oh hell yeah! Mm. Let's see, and then it looks like this... I know there's card game events happening up there too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then it looks like the sixth season will premiere this fall. So. Sick. Look forward to that. That sounds about right. Usually, like October. I feel like September, October is usually when I can look at some uh some new My Hero. But uh, Cody. So the last two pieces of news. I know these are ones we're. You know, we're both excited for each of these um, where uh, we've got some information about uh, a new Junji Ito uh, horror anthology coming to Netflix. 20 stories. Oh yeah. This is, this is what I like to see. Um, 
Man, it's gonna be called what? It's gonna be called uh, Junji uh, Ito Maniac. Yeah, Japanese Tales of the Macabre, I believe. Basically. Yeah, the Macabre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm in, Chris. Yeah. Um, 2023, baby. Let's do it. And it looks, yeah, like you said, 20 stories from Ito's body of work. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe will include stories from Tomi Soichi, the Hanging Balloons manga. Um, Chris, you've never seen the the Junji Ito collection, right? I don't think. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked. Say that about one more time. Have you ever, you broke up there a little bit. I oh apologize. my bad. My bad. Have you ever seen the the Junji Ito collection? I know I've talked about it. No, but I've heard of it. We've talked about. It. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to throw that back up on another poll. Um, it'll be something where we kind of just have to pick out some of our favorite of the of the short stories because there's like two to three per episode. Um, which obviously, if we're covering them all, it's going to be like a. It, it, we'll be spending more time talking about them than than they actually last. Um, so we'll definitely cover. I'll, I'll definitely throw that on a future poll so we can so you can get a get a taste of what this man's about. But uh, oh, I'm so hype! Yeah, horror anime. He is he is the guy. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to this. And this one's coming to Netflix, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, yeah, Yuji Ito was actually. The first Funko Pops I bought before I even knew what it was, I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting," and it was like, That's a, funny. "It was like a an exclusive pop," and I was like, "Yeah, why not? I'll buy it." And then I went home and checked out the anime and ended up enjoying it quite a bit. So definitely gonna throw That's that. That's pretty dope. Yeah, definitely gonna throw that on a future poll. Um, yeah, that's I'm all for it. That's the news for that. I don't think there's. I don't think we have any. I'm trying to see if there's any like. Um, like release date it doesn't doesn't look like it. yeah it just it just says 2023 which i mean we're uh, as odd as it is cody we're at, we're past the halfway point of 2022 so i mean that's six months will pass by before we know it so who knows i imagine as it gets closer they'll give us a release date yeah yeah it definitely I'm, I'm excited about that and i haven't watched this interview with him so i'll probably watch that after we get done with the cast as well nice and now the uh, now probably what I, I think what's the biggest piece of news right now. I know um, you know last year the uh, the anime and manga world was just floored uh, by the death of uh, Kentaro Mora. Um, and you know honestly, you know I, I had been a big Berserk guy prior to this, but I've never started reading the manga, and I am now I've now you know immersed myself into that world. And it was just announced that uh, it, it will be continued. Berserk is going to continue. Um, post-mortem and it's going to be headed up by uh koji mora who was um one of the i guess he's one of um i want to say he it was one of the um one of the original like creators i believe i mean he didn't create berserk but i know he's had his hand um in there with it if i'm not mistaken again and please quote me if i'm wrong but it's going to be headed supervised by him and basically all of uh uh Mora's assistants are going to be working on it. So basically, it's ba- it's going to be the same team working on it, just supervised by somebody else. So hopefully there won't be a, a decline in story. Um, I figure if you work with somebody on a manga for fucking... Uh, apparently, uh, Koji Mori is a very close childhood friend, and uh, he, he was actually a big collaborator on a lot of the plot details of Berserk. So, so basically, and it says here in this article um, from Anime News Network that Mori actually knows the story of Berserk up until where it's supposed to end. So, it sounds like we're in good hands. Yeah, and I believe one of the guys is like like the best friend of the original. Yeah, that's Mori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Koji Mori is the is basically his closest childhood friend and did a lot of work uh, with uh, Mora on the, uh, on a lot of the original plot details. So yeah, that's, it's, that's big news. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, you go to all the videos and everything and you know, especially since I've gotten into berserk, I, I, I did all my research. I was like, well, what's the best way for me to read this? How should I, you know, get this? And that's how I landed on getting, buying all the deluxe volumes. Um, and uh, there's a lot of concern that, well, what's going to happen? Is it ever going to finish? We don't know. Um, so it's good to know that, you know, one of the, just pioneer pioneering, you know, often cited, often imitated, often duplicated mangas and, you know, the dark fantasy like shell is going to continue. So I think that's really, really awesome. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely the biggest news probably of the month, and when it comes to anime. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that is all of our news this week. Um, <clears throat> well, fuck, I guess we should talk about Nino Kuni now, huh? Yeah, Chris, we got to talk about Nino Kuni, and of course, we're not talking about the games. We are talking about the Netflix movie um, of the same yes. title. Um, and it, it's based off of the game series, but it it takes place centuries after the events of Nino Kuni Two: Revenant Kingdom, mm-hmm. according to the wiki well, page. I have it. It's on my Switch. Never played it. Yeah, I I could probably see it from my from my chair here, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I don't even yeah, know if I taken. I, have I don't it. even know if I took the cellophane off of it. Um, but oh yeah. Well, like they're on sale on the Switch for like two to four bucks a piece. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get these. Yeah, why not? Because I love the first game. The first game was a lot of fun. Um, because I just remember being attracted to it because of the the Studio Ghibli art. Um, and I was like, oh man, I get to play one of those movies. So you know, and it had a lot of you know, kind of like diet Pokemon vibes, is you know the way I described it. Um, but it was a good game with a really really good story and. For the most part, Cody, this movie does have a good story. Um, and we'll dive into it after just a real quick tale of the tape. Uh, this movie was released in August of 2019, uh, distributed by Warner Brothers Japan. Um, running time, you know, we're a little under two hours here, but it did not make a lot of money at the box office. It's opening weekend. I think it was like it was in the top 10, but then like it quickly faded out of top 10. Now, granted, we're talking at the beginning of COVID here when this released. So, you know, you, you kind of feel bad. I feel like this is going to, this movie, while it doesn't have a whole lot of reviews or anything online, I feel like it's just a victim of the times, right? How many movies around this time came out and it was just like, Oh, Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a, a victim of the times. Like he said, um, yeah, man, it, you know, I like the animation in this movie, even like I don't see Studio Ghibli on this, but you can tell there's definitely some influence here. Um, yep. And, and I mean, the animation is probably like the highlight of it, um, yep. in my opinion. I didn't my, I didn't hate the cast or anything like that. It's just really just the mm-hmm. ending kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 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 some people on Reddit really love the ending. So, you know, I, I'm excited to, to hear your thoughts on it as well. Um you know, we'll get to yeah, the, we'll get to the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got we got we got to start somewhere, and uh, you know, we're introduced almost right off the bat to our main characters here. We have our the the story revolves around three friends, uh, you and Haru, and uh, Haru's love interest, uh, Kotana. Um, which you you kind of get this vibe that like you, I mean, there's like a weird tension. Like you definitely likes Kotana, but he's also best friends with Haru. Um, now Haru seems like he's a, um, a bit of an athlete, a solid athlete, whereas you is, uh, stuck in a wheelchair. Um, and right off the bat, cause the game opens up while they're, you know, they're, it looks like they're playing a game of basketball. I don't know if they're practicing, just doing, running a scrimmage or playing a full on game because as they're heading home, um, you like hits them with all the stats. He's like, Hey man, you know, if you'd, have, if you'd have done this, you'd have had five more points. Like, you know, really hitting them with the old fucking, uh, the old, Fan duel sports book stats right off the right out of the gates. Yeah. Brought to you by DraftKings. That's right, of course, always DraftKings. Um, but yeah, there's mm. definitely some tension with this little love triangle. You can tell that you and Haru are best yep. friends, and there's just you know a girl mm. that's their friend also. But I, I want to say Haru is her technical boyfriend. I think they're like yeah. boyfriend girlfriend is what they kind of. Uh, lean into a little bit here. Um, and I was kind of worried right off the bat. I was like, oh man, you sees this couple, they're friends, he's jealous. I was like, you's going to be the bad I was like, man, you's going to be the bad guy here. Something's going to happen. He's going to get his legs back and he's going to end up being the villain. Um, but that wasn't the case. So I'm, I'm glad they kind of squashed all that because, uh, you know, again, we're moving at a breakneck speed because the, the group disperses. Um, Kotona is actually now being followed by this mysterious. Um, person in a black hood um you know wearing his uh, you know his fuckboy sweatpants <laughs> yeah this guy being tailed through the black alley this guy is clearly not from the our world he is like oh yeah he's got like red eyes blue red skin eyes. yeah he is clearly not from our world he's got like the spider logo on his back he's clearly not a good he's a bad person yeah he, they definitely make it very clear who the good guys and the bad guys are which i'll say this this is ve- this feels very much like a like a kids movie like a just like a, this is a movie that if you know you're you, you take the children to right like this is this is that kind of movie at least that's the vibe I get because even like 
the violence and everything, the battle scenes are very light. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Um, so definitely uh, kid movie vibes. But here we we're actually here. We're we're gonna have probably the most gruesome moment of the movie, where um, basically uh, you know, Kotona realizes she's being followed. Uh, she reaches, she tries to call Haru, but his phone's in his backpack. You know, he doesn't know what's happening. So she calls you who had just, you know, he's a poor man. He had literally just gotten himself out of his wheelchair, flung his legs around on the bed. He had just gotten comfortable. So, well, she can't get a hold of Haru. So she calls you and she's like, Hey, I'm being followed. Help. You know, what's going on? I'm on this back alley on whatever. Um, so poor guy has to swing his legs back around, get into his wheelchair, uh, get his sister to pile him into the back of the Nissan cube, um, or the Kia soul, whatever it is they're driving and go to her location. And of course, you know, he fucking peels out of the back, um, goes to find her while, um, Haru sees that you, he's missed all these calls. So he heads out. Um, and we get there just in time to see this, uh, this mysterious assailant basically stab Kotsuna right in the gut with this knife. Yeah. And you know, Chris, I, I have, I do have a little bit of a gripe. Um, uh-huh. I, I, I maybe, you know, <laughs> I couldn't believe when his sister got him out of the car and put him in his wheelchair and then they split up. Like, all right, I'll send my paraplegic. I'll send my paraplegic brother that way. Unless that wheelchair has fucking Mach Seven. Well, even then, like, what what is he gonna do to this assailant? Like, well, if he's got turbo boosters, he's clearly got Gatling guns on his wheelchair, right? Yeah, but none of that was true. Yeah, and I'm not trying to sound like harsh or anything. You know, I when I was when I was five years old, I was hit by a car, so I was in a wheelchair for you know. Quite a, no quite, shit. Yeah, several months of my life. Um, I just learned. I just learned this. I did not know this was a fact. But I, you know, if there was ever a fight, I, I no, I don't stand a chance. You know, maybe I could like run them over run if over they fell, and make them really <laughs> angry. Yeah, but like hit them with my cast or something. But like, there you go. There, I, I just feel like if I'm the older sister, there's no way I'm like, all right, brother in wheelchair, you go that way, and I'll go this. Yeah, way. we should, we should do this together, but. Fortunately, or unfortunately, no matter how you slice it, he kind of arrives a little too late. Um, She's already, I want to say, on the ground with a dagger in her stomach. And um, the other guy starts to make the the assailant starts to make his escape. And Haru sees him, um, but then turns and sees you kind of he's got coats and all wrapped up. And this is where we kind of get like a little bit of like that first like jealousy spark. And he's like, because I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, man, he's going to think you stabbed her. And I really hope that that's not the case, because that would make no fucking sense, Um, which thankfully it didn't happen. Yeah, but Haru definitely like immediately gave off this like vibe where I was like, all right, I think he's my least favorite character Um, Mm -hmm. immediately. Just by the way, he was like, why are you holding her like that? Yeah, very much a super jealous kind of guy where it's like, Doug, if you're, you know, you need to be secure enough in your your masculinity and your relationship to like be okay with your girlfriend being cool with your friends, especially your best friend who's never given you any kind of indication that there's, you know what I mean? Like, but, but again, there's a lot of tension here. And I know, you know, unfortunately, you know, that, that, that's a trope for a reason, right? Shit happens sometimes. But as uh, so Haru picks up Kotona and starts trying to get her to the hospital and, uh, you know, use like chase him like, you know, hey, you shouldn't move her like that. We need to call 911, call the ambulance. Um, well, they, they end up out in the middle of the street in traffic and it looks like they're about to get hit by a truck. Um, and, but, you know, you jumps, he, he peels out flies out of the wheelchair and you know saves them and they're in the middle of the street with two oncoming cars and then cody all of a sudden <laughs> we find ourselves somewhere else yeah because we have been transported to a new world or you has yeeted himself out of his wheelchair two oh, times man. in the f- opening 10 minutes this is oh, having a rough what a day <laughs> yeah. um man if one of those legs worked he'd be unstoppable yeah we well, are yeah, yeah. Well, no, please Chris, go ahead. Yeah, go Chris, ahead. when they when they wake up in this new world, uh, those those legs are walking. Chris, he's he is walking. He's talking. He's oh, having man. a great time. Um, man, he is talking the talk and walking the walk. All he's missing is his, is his aviators, man. Yeah, and uh, you know it's you know uh, Kotona is nowhere to be found. It's just you and Haru, 
Yeah. Obviously, they're like, where are we? Yeah, because they are clearly in like, they've gone from the big city to basically your generic fantasy setting village. Yeah, it's um, got, and it's got and they even make the joke that they're like, oh, I guess we're just townspeople A and B, right? Yeah, yeah. And I and I like I like the way they like I don't know I like the way they describe themselves in this world like that. Um, it's a very whimsical mm-hmm. town. This is where you definitely get some some Ghibli vibes. Um, yeah, because like they're not all just people. You have dog people. Like there's like you know basically half the half the population is animorphs. Yeah, yeah. They are they are all different all different uh <laughs> all different shapes and sizes. Um. Yep, and this uh, this kingdom. Well, we we find out later on that this is the uh, the kingdom of Evermore, um, and I want to say they they find themselves um, speaking with a couple of you know, they they find themselves like in the um, they go to the pub, like they go to the pub. They get themselves a little pub sub action, um, and they're they're trying to get some information because they're looking. I want to say they're looking for someone but they see that the they see the princess there's like something a photo of the princess or like a poster on the wall in the pub and they're like that's that's kotana well how do we get that but this is this is one of my first gripes they're like well where's the castle and they're like oh just go that way and like they go outside and cody the castle is clearly in this direction right (laughs) like yeah you don't you don't ask directions to the castle because you can see it from anywhere in this village yeah and they find out that this is this is princess astrid um, yes who clearly looks exactly like kotana um, yeah just with long hair yeah and so they they go up there and of course the guards are doing the whole you know you can't go in and talk to the sultan just like in aladdin um, that's right that's yes. right well in this case though she's sick she, there is something wrong with the princess she is not having a good day yeah, she is wounded, Chris, and so they sneak in. There's like a doctor's carriage coming through, um, mm-hmm. obviously to look at the princess, and we get to see some more of these, like, uh, I guess, like the king, like the royal family, and like the people that are with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get our 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 typical cartoon, like, mighty guy that just like can't can do no wrong. I don't even know his name. He's like the big blonde. Oh guy. yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah. He's uh, he's my, he's indestructible. He's indestructible. That's all yeah, I know. They're my least favorite cartoon characters of all, and I say cartoon purposely here. Um, I, yeah. I understand it's anime, but this is a cartoon trope here. <laughs> um, but but you know the, they sneak in and they're like in the princess's room, and like these doctors come out. Um, very strange technique from these doctors to do some dance moves. Um. Oh yeah, to heal the the princess of this curse, uh, and the curse kills them like they just disappear instantly. Sometimes you got to serve them up, man. You just got you know. Yeah, and so of course now the now the king's exhausted and he passes out, and so they take him to like his chamber or wherever they take him. These are boys uh-huh. uh, alone with the the princess, and so you know. First up, Haru goes and tries to remove, like, this cursed dagger. You can kind of see the shape of, like, a dagger in her, which is, obviously, you know, that yeah. happened to Kotona. Maybe mm-hmm. the same thing is happening to this Astrid. Um, but Haru is, can't do anything about it, and so Yu comes up and just takes it right out, like like pulling the, the sword from the stone almost, except, you know, it's a yep. knife from this, this princess's body. From the gut. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, here comes I the Mighty Big Blondie, uh, oh, what are you doing to the prince? Yeah. You know. well, in class, again, there's a lot of paint by numbers here. Of course, the two strangers are, you know, they. Well, why are they here? Oh, the princess is healed. Oh, they're clearly spies. That's, that's kind of what happens next, right? The the princess thanks them, but everyone else thinks that they're like assassins from the uh, from the Black Banner group. Right, right. And so, you know, of course, the princess... Basically makes a full recovery. Um, uh-huh. You know, they give them some money, and you know they send them on their way. So they go yeah. back to the what tap. They go, go back to the pub, give them a big old turkey and some some brewskis. That's right. And then, uh, of course, you in the middle of the night, he's like, you know what, something's up. You know, so he heads back uh-huh. to visit with the princess and basically gets invited to go on a little trip with her on her on her fancy yeah. airship um, to the Lake of Purity. Mm-mm-mm, where she does uh, the dance to basically kind of cleanse her body. Yeah, the, um, cleanse the, the evil. Yeah, cleanse herself of the the curse. And um, yeah, they you know this is where they kind of get to know each other. She asks about 
I, I want to say this is where he talks about like Kotana and like how he she like is her like basically reminds her exactly of her and like kind of just spills the beans on what's happening here. Um, and then Chris, we get much. we get a weird this next scene. I thought I had mm-hmm. missed something because like they're summoned um, by the king to like have them do like this sword play thing yep. where like they like fight in like a coliseum. Well, and I was like, yeah, it was because the mage, uh, which we're in, like, basically the king's uh, vizier and our Jafar character, uh, Naus, yeah, still thinks that they are, you know, that they're assassins from the Black Panther. So basically, they um, they stage for them to do a sword exposition, uh, sword exhibition, mm-hmm. and they're because they're like, well, clearly, if they can fight with swords, and they must be assassins, right? So it's all just a setup. Yeah, and the, when the boys, when they, when the boys are force forced uh you know strongly encouraged to go and do this thing they're like all right something's up yeah and this is where princess Astrid's like what are y'all doing they're not spies they literally saved me yeah and and this is where you start to see now kind of he seems like he could be the evil person which yeah i thought at this point i was like this guy this is the bad guy straight up he uh because he looks like a nice nerdy character i was like but he hasn't smiled yet all he does is push his glasses up to his face. He's that guy. So I was like, yeah, this, this is the villain. This is clearly the villain. He is, he is something is hey, Cody. That's a, you, know, you and I have played enough JRPGs to know. Usually the chancellor, the advisor, the, you know, like th- this is the guy who put Chrono and fucking fucking behind bars and Chrono trigger. We know, <laughs> we know what's up. We, yeah. we know how this goes. Yeah. And so like after the sword play thing ends, they call them up to like where the King's at. And, you know, uh-huh. they pretty much, the soldiers, like, pull their weapons on them, and so the two boys make a run for it, jump through, like, these flames behind the king, and... Yeah, because they, they come to the conclusion that they can, well, you know, we transported when our life was threatened, what if we jump into the fire, and I'm like, oh no, that's a, that is a bold, uh that is a high-risk oh, man. maneuver. What, what is wrong? <laughs> that is a Tope El Suicida sir and like, what if you're wrong like what if you're just dead ass wrong well they weren't so yeah and so because they initially thought that they were going after the king but they leap past the king and then they go and then they just wake back up and they find themselves when they come back to their world code they're just kind of back on the side of the road just fucking chilling yeah it's a sunday now Kochina's there she's okay yeah um, and like you know, it seems like everything's kind of like back to normal, like before she was stabbed and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then, Chris, we come across my next gripe, which is you uh, starts having these flashbacks of this old man he met when he was a child in the hospital. Yeah, which actually, I apologize. That's actually how the movie started. The old man, I'm trying to open a gateway. Yeah. yeah. Um, old man. But he just suddenly remembers some very vital information from this this old man that he... I guess grew up with it in this hospital. Um, Which, by the way, I don't remember shit from when I'm five years old, with the exception of like, a, I remember vividly a couple days from kindergarten. Um, I remember the school I went to, my teacher. Maybe I remember quite a bit from when I was five years old. Never mind. Yeah. Well, as I start rattling stuff off, I'm like, okay, maybe. Well, I, you clearly I, remember as much more than me, or you could ever imagine. This this old right? man had talked about, you know, different worlds and how there's a person connected with each person, like a soulmate on each side, and mm-hmm. all of this very vital information that could have came in handy, you know, oh, ten yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> um, but he he goes back to like the hospital and like tries to find where the old man is. Um. Nurse says he's disappeared. Oh, he must have opened that portal, Chris. Um, you know, and then and then life kind of turns back to normal. Uh, but like the next day at school, we have a we have a erased moment here where you and Haru are there, and the teacher's like, "Hey, Kochina isn't here. She her mother says she won't be back for a while. She's like ill." Um, so it's like kids are worried. They go meet with her, and she reveals that she has a malignant tumor and only has three months to live. Oh, Jesus. Yep, so you know what time it is, Chris. Oh, it's Vader time. We gotta go back to the other world. Um, but Haru and you, Haru and you have, like, a dis- disagreement. You wants to, he's like, there's a way, you know, he takes the high road. You know, there's a way to save both her and Astrid. Um, but Haru's like, no, we have to kill Astrid to save her. That's how this works. 
Um, Which I think is uh, a little loose, a little loose, but okay. Yeah, he he's really uh, I, I, <laughs> really jumping to conclusions on this one. It's like you saved, you literally saved Astrid, and Kotona was okay when he got back. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> while they're arguing, <laughs> exactly. well, you know, whatever. Here comes the the hooded man from from the top rope, Chris. He sneaks in and just like jumps at him and <laughs> transports, oh, them, transports them both. Um, and this is where they get split up. You know, Haru ends up in like bad guy territory. Like you know, he's in. Yep. He is where the black banner. Uh, he meets uh, Gelroth, I believe is his name. Gelroth, yep. Uh, and he like basically just says, "Oh, you gotta kill the princess to save your lover." Like just gives yeah, the, he... the worst bad guy cartoon impersonation. Uh, and this is you know, and this is you know, this is all a dream, right? That's exactly what you said. Yeah, so he gives him the worst, like, bad guy spiel, and he just buys fully into it. Gives him a suit of armor, and, like, they start making their way towards the kingdom of Evermore. Um, yeah, making their way through the hood. <laughs> meanwhile, you, he ends up back with the good guys at Evermore. and um, Of course he does. Talks with the king, and Naus basically appoints him as a defender of uh, the princess, Astrid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. you can prove your innocence by killing Haru, and you know now they're now they're, our two heroes are pinned against each other, of course. Um, yeah. And so now we get our big army scene. You know, the Black Banner shows up and pretty much just beats the shit out of everybody and Evermore. Um, yeah. For the most part. Um, and Astrid basically comes to her father, and she's like, "Hey, and we use the the Mornstar, which." I guess as you said before we started the podcast, is like a weapon from the game. It's like the one of the ultimate weapons or something like that. Yeah, it's like the it's like the most powerful staff. Okay, well, and like in this, it's like a it's a sword, I guess. Or well, I guess it is also yep. like a cane at one point. It like transforms. Yep. Um, but the king's basically yep. like reveals that it's like the, the ultimate wizard's wand. Yeah, and he reveal he reveals that that one that they have down in their. And their chamber is not the real one. Uh, the real one uh, mm-hmm. disappeared long ago, which we find out a, a shitty backstory about that that I really couldn't care less about. But, um, you know, Haru eventually gets there. Him and you have a, have a fight. Um, they get to the point where they're about to kill each other. Um, but Chris, uh-huh. anytime they're about to die, what happens? They're going back. Oh, man. They're back to our world. That is right. Um <laughs> and like they're, they're just globe trot at this point, man. Yeah, we pretty much get this constant thing. Um That's what I'm saying, man. They would have definitely benefited from just another like just another like forty five minutes of movie. Yeah. Because now we see Saki who's uh use adopted sister. Um she's like at yep. the at the flower shop that she runs and she's approached by the the hooded man and mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, the boys show up, and Saki also looks like one of the soldiers that's in, like, the... Yeah, she's, uh, fucking our girl Bertha. Bertha, okay. I couldn't remember that girl's that's name. That's right. Um, but yeah, so she, you know... Big Bertha, the bouncer at the Boom Boom Bar. Yeah, they, they get her out of there. <clears throat> they all hop in the car, um, and then, you know, this hooded man transforms into this spider, you know, he's wearing the spider jacket, of course, he turns into this giant, like, spider-like thing. Um, they drive away, but of course... Uh, they drive off like this. They drive through the railing and like fall into the water. Uh, of course, they fall into the water. So, what, we're, oh, fucking we're, they, they, you see the light, you see the blip, and uh, they're we back. Are, we're going back, Chris. Um, Damn it! Uh, it but they, they, they get, give this a little too much. Yeah, they get they got one crucial piece of information, and that is Saki told them that the boy or that the man called her by her name, which you knows. That he only mm-hmm. said the name Saki in front of, you know, the king's men. And so, yep. you know, back Here in the... Here we th- are. We're, we're back in the throne room now, back in Evermore. And this is where the boys kind of turn on Nas, uh, the chancellor guy, mm-hmm. our Jafar character, like you said. Um, and they kind you know, you kind of spills the beans like, oh, you're the one, it's all you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, big bad guy reveal, you know how that is. 
Um, oh yeah. It turns out uh, <clears throat> he is. The, he was supposed to be the prince. He is his name's like Sedulis. Astrum is his full mm-hmm. name. Um, and he's taking revenge it's on his father. Sedula Oblongata. Yeah, I don't know if he's if he's the brother of the current king or if he's the son of the current king. I didn't really care. It was like a it was just a bad guy spiel, so I was kind of just like exactly. Yeah, it was very much a, a whatever. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So then he tries to manipulate Haru through his armor because, of course, the armor he gave him was like, you know, some bad guy armor that he can control him. Um. Mm-hmm. And of course, you ends up, you know, stopping Haru, breaking like the helmet off of him. Um. But you know, Nas he takes Princess Astrid hostage, and you know he he now he's got a hostage. They got to fight. Basically, just got to fight the bad guy. Get the girl, save the town. You know how this goes. Yep. And get the crown, save the town, and Mr. Krabs. Yeah, ends up stabbing through uh, our boy Yu. So our boy Yu's kind of down for the count. Until Chris, until that same old man from the beginning. Oh, man. Uh, I love it. Shows up in the same costume as Oliver from the first game. Um, you know. Yeah. I feel like it just is Oliver. Hands him this uh, this cane, like this walking stick kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which, of course, ends up being the legendary Mornstar sword. Oh, baby. And so, tell me more, tell me <laughs> more. Yeah, and so we get like a, we get a pretty decent fight scene here uh, where you and Haru work together. Um, at one point, you kind of gets taken down, but like uh, Nas is like, where's the sword at? And then, of course, our boy Haru comes up with the fucking home run swing to, to take out this, this bad guy. Stabs like right there. Hits him with the nest bat. That's right. Um, right in the sweet spot, you know. <laughs> That's right, so, right. Right through the noggin. Yeah. And so they, they take him out and, uh, you know, we, we've defeated the bad guy. Um, now it's pretty much now just here like... It comes. Yeah, of course, when he dies, a portal opens, you know. How convenient is that? Uh, of course. To, to send our, our, our heroes back home uh, you know, it seems like they kind of like, like it seems like they sort of want to stay. Um, but mm-hmm. Prin- Princess Astrid's like, look, it would cause imbalance in our worlds. Um, so you know, they say their goodbyes, they enter the portal, and then our boy Yu just like tells Haru, actually, no, I'm going back. Um, and so Haru goes to the back home. Um, Kotona and Saki are they're all good. Uh, but Haru is looking for Yu. And when he asked those two about him, it's like they, they don't remember who he is. It's like their memories have yeah. just faded. Um, and so he's the only yeah, one. Apparently that... he, was, he was knocked out for like a month. Yeah, and then we, see, we find out Haru realizes that you was his soulmate in the other world. Um, so he mm-hmm. was, you know, the Astrid to his Kotana or the Saki to his birth or however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And then the credits, yeah. credits roll. Uh, we get a post-credit scene where you and you and Astrid are, you know, in the kingdom. He becomes the new king of Evermore. Um, but I, I didn't stick around for that post-credit scene. I just read that off the Wikipedia page. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. Yeah, the post-credit <laughs> scene. All you see is uh, the king put the crown on uh, you. That's really it. Okay. Um, There's no 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 dialogue. No nothing. It's just here you go. Because I was I was at at the ending. I was just like, what? Because like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I I followed your rules. There there's two a person on each side. They look very similar in all cases that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something happens to one on one side. It kind of happens in a different way to the one on the other. Uh, we saw that with Kotana and Astrid. Um, but then with these two, it's like they look nothing alike. They're like we have backstories that. I don't even know if the backstory that they told us about you was true or because like you was like, you know, when he we see like a, a flashback scene at one point where he, it's like how he met Haru. Haru's getting chased by a dog and you throws a rock at the dog and like basically saves him and yeah. at the almost at the expense of potentially his own life. Right. And then he asks you like, how, you know, what happened to your legs? Like, why are you in this wheelchair? And he's like, oh, I survived a plane crash when I was a baby. Uh, uh-huh. I never know my parents. I was adopted by Saki. Uh, like his adopted sister, of course, and uh-huh. you know that's that's what happened to my legs. Well, like, 
Did the plane crash? Did, did the plane crash even fucking happen, Chris? Where did the plane crash? How did? I don't know. Like I, I genuinely don't know. It's like I, you had me with this story. I was like, wow, what a tragic fucking way to lose your parents and like. Uh huh. But no, who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know why Haru doesn't have any problems. Like he's not paralyzed. He's done having any of these issues. When when you get stabbed in the other world, nothing happens to Haru the way it would with Otana and Astrid. Um, and I just thought it was. I don't know, man. It it just was not a good ending. I thought the ending sucked. Um, like you said, maybe if there was more time to kind of flush it out a little bit more. Um, but it seemed like we spent too much time traveling back and forth and back and forth and like I, I don't know we didn't we didn't get a, a fleshed out story really. Um, yeah, no, I agree. We were just kind of we just kind of kept bouncing back and forth and just little by little kind of uncovering the clues, which were just kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part, it was like like we mentioned before, paint by numbers, super simple story. Um, you could read the bad guys from a mile away. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'll be honest, the ending caught me off guard that you was like this dude from the other world that... He was a, a wayfarer. Yeah, like when did he... How did he get to the to the, to the the regular world when he was such a young kid? Did he just... Oh, let me just open a portal real quick because I know how to do that at the, at the ripe young age of four. Or like... I don't know. I... Because he he had to have been in the human world as a baby because he the plane crash happened like I don't know uh-huh. I I just don't know there's I have more questions than answers and I thought the ending was just stupid uh, I get that they both get their happily ever after and all that stuff but uh-huh. I don't know I just yeah. I, I just thought it was dumb but. no I I agree with you I feel like they just kind of hit us with that and really didn't give us didn't really give us enough chance to like I don't know like really really let that set in because it was just kind of like oh yeah by the way this is what happened you know what I mean oh by the way when I was a kid there was this old man that told me everything about this um, but I'm not going to remember that until we get back so uh, you know whatever. exactly that, that seemed too easy in my opinion like he was just like oh there was this old dude that used to tell me about other worlds and all this key information that you know, I know we just went to the other world. Um, now I remember it. I don't know. Just not my favorite. I thought the movie was pretty good. Uh, I definitely had some gripes. The ending, I think, sucks ass. Um, yeah, but yeah, that is. I N- agree. That is Nino Cooney. Um, if I saw this and I didn't own the game, I would not buy the game. Straight up. Also, very fair. Yeah, I definitely would not have. Uh, it would not have been my. It would not have been my favorite. Like, if you look at the game, the game just looks interesting. Um, you know, eventually one day I'll actually, like, play through all the games. Uh, they also have a, a brand new, like, gotcha game out now, or mobile game. Um, which is popping off. It's very popular. Um, yeah, this, this, this film did not do them, did, did not do the games any, uh, any favors. Let's just say that. Um, very cool animation again. A lot of great voice actors and actresses. Um, Girl Erica Lindbeck, aka Jesse, aka Futaba, yeah. um, aka you know like a million other anime roles and video game roles. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, she's one of my favorites, but uh, just just a lackluster story in my opinion. But you know that is the No Kuni Chris. We are gonna throw it up on our rankings board. Um, me personally, I got this one pretty low. It is gonna be my new number twenty three. Um, so it's going to be just above Demon City Shinjuku and just below Lilycat. Um, definitely a movie I don't want to watch again. Um, yeah, not not going to watch it no, again. No, that's fair. Like, the animation was cool, um, but I'd rather watch a handful of animated films before I watch this one again. But uh, what about you? Where are you going to put this one on your ranking list, Chris? Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this right around, like, the 18-19 spot. Like, it's going to be right there between... Um, uh, right there between Ponyo and Jinro. Um, like I think it's good. I, I, it was watchable. It's worth watching. Um, I mean, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to need to watch it again. Yeah, the, like the mystery's kind of gone on a film like this. It's yeah. Not like, which I, I, I mean, you could kind of say that for any film, but like this one, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just good. I got, 
I don't need to. I don't need to dive back in. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's all I've got as far as that goes. It was fine. It was fine. I, I'd, I'd rather just play the game again. Yeah, I'm more interested in the games. Uh, I am glad I gave it a good watch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been sitting in our Netflix list for as long as it's been out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been sitting in my list for a while, so it's completely worth it um, in that regard. Yeah, and it seems but, like the critics, uh, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics all called it rotten. Um, mm-hmm. Even the audience I gave it... I think it's a little harsh. Yeah, I think even the audience gave it all pretty low scores. I think it has a 46%. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are saying, like, it deserves... A uh, twelve-episode anime. Um, very disappointed. A lot, a lot of, a lot of not good stuff. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. But, you know, it happens sometimes. I, I am no regrets from watching the film, but you know we're yeah, gonna, no regrets. We are gonna, you know, we're gonna stick with our Netflix films or Netflix shows. I said I should. Yeah, because we uh, what won the poll, Cody? Let's talk about it. Chris, the winner of our poll, um, to our delight. Uh, hopefully our delight, I'll say that. Yeah. Because we never know. You never know what we're going to get ourselves into. But uh, Yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is an unknown unknown. Yeah, Vampire in the Garden won the poll with 50% of the votes. Uh, Pacific Rim with a close second with 33.3%. Uh, uh-huh. So we will cover Vampire in the Garden, which I'm going to look up real quick. I need to know how many episodes it has. Mm-hmm. Chris, we are, we are two episodes away from episode 100. Um, oh, man. Wait. Oh, baby. Does Vampire in the Garden only have five episodes? Oh, man. Easy peasy. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, only five it episodes. It sure is. Let me make sure this isn't... <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be easy peasy. Yeah, five, like, 25 to 30 minute episodes. Interesting. Sweet. I thought it was gonna be like twelve or something. Well, that's good because we can we can do this, and then do we want to do like our do we want to do something special for the hundredth episode? Do we just want to kick back and chat, or do we want to save that for like the, the um like the I'm, I'm okay with doing uh, I'm okay with uh, you know for the hundredth episode maybe kind of going over our uh, talking about our just, just talking about yeah. anime in general, talking about our rankings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we can clean up our rankings a little bit. Um, you know, go over, you know, what we want to review after that. It, it gives us a lot to talk about. Yeah. And then, of course, um, let me let me double-check my calendar here. I think mm-hmm. the week after, we should be able to dive into Spriggan. Hell yeah, brother! Spriggan comes out on the 18th, so we'll, we'll, we sent ourselves back a couple days. Um, but I think we can crank out Spriggan in five days. It's only, mm-hmm. only six episodes. Granted, they are 45 minutes, so... That's worst, all right. Worst comes to worst, we could do a, a a movie and then do Spriggan. Um, but I, I think we're both pretty hyped about Spriggan to watch that. So yeah, I'm I'm real excited about it. Yeah, man. So Vampire in the Garden will be up next. Um, I know nothing about it. The promotional image looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm assuming there's a vampire. Um, mm-hmm. maybe. And there's, there's a vampire in a garden. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know maybe perhaps the vampire is in. The garden. Um, that's yeah. a that's a very <laughs> strong uh, guess. I think we got a I think we got a pretty good solid chance of that. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I am definitely excited about it. You know, all jokes aside, uh, it's coming from Wit mm-hmm. Studio, so you know it's it's going to be something special. Hopefully, um, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Of course, I haven't even seen the trailer. I've just seen a couple images, and I know when I logged into Netflix, it was like the it popped up immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm excited, man. I haven't I don't know about the yeah, I haven't seen any reviews on it. Uh, I hope it's good though. Dude, I'm ready for. It. I am definitely here for it. Yeah. So that's our our upcoming schedule. We'll be Vampire in the Garden next week, and we'll have our hundredth episode where we kind of just shoot the shit, talk about our rankings, maybe move some stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably rewatch Spriggan this week. Um, just to just to get a fresh mind on that, because that'll be the next show we cover. Uh, that's dropping, of mm-hmm. course, on June 18th. Um, so we yeah. will have a new poll probably on our hundredth episode. We'll announce another poll. Probably do like another movie yep. there. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, so if you guys have any suggestions for us, any movies you guys want us to watch, you know, you can leave us a comment on Facebook, uh, leave us a comment on Twitter. Uh, anything you guys suggest, we'll throw on a poll for sure. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. Vampire in the Garden. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to, ready to get my shears and get on out there. Yeah, I'm watching a little bit of the trailer now. There's no sound playing. Uh, but it looks cool. I'm actually going to turn this off so I don't spoil it. Yeah, the, uh, the animation looks great. Yeah, it looks... What studio they did? They behind? They're behind a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Pull up their, their resume here, but um, I can't remember. Is this the one that's doing? Are they the people that worked on Attack on Titan? I believe so. Yeah, Attack on Titan. Yeah, and of course the the new like mega hit Spy X Family. They also worked on that. So mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff here. So I I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, they worked on Bubble, which you know we have our gripes about Bubble, but the animation obviously was through the roof. Yeah, Bubble was a very pretty movie to watch. Definitely not one that I would give two shits to watch another time, but I could definitely uh, have it on in the background. That's for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, guys, if you guys want to follow along with us, you guys can watch Vampire in the Garden on Netflix. Five episodes. It's a real easy watch. Um, yeah, we will be talking about that next week. And uh, Chris, I, my, my can is empty, Chris. I need more drink, and I need oh, more man. anime. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and relax and watch some Vampire in the Garden. And uh, that's all I got for this week, though. Dude, that is all I got for this week, too. A lot of good news, a lot of good things to look forward to. And with that being said, Cody, I'm Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And I hope you have a wonderful night, friends. And thank you, as always, for listening.